Let's get into the word. Let's get into the word. Let's eat. Let's eat. I need you to eat the word. I don't need you to just hear it. When you eat the word, it teaches you how to hear. We recording everything recording? Amen. Amen. All right. Well, this is our last message for the series of Suffering Terrain. All right. This is our last message for that teaching series. Has it blessed you? The question I want to really ask, have you grown up? Do you have a different mindset? Okay, I tell you, you have to retune your mind. You have to retune your mind. Us as children of God, we should think according to his word. I didn't say according to the Bible. According to his word, according to what he said about you. All right, we're here that we may have life. We're here that we may take on his character, his disposition, that we may learn from him and become like him. Why would a heavenly father, an eternal being, a creator, tell us, imitate me? That's an honor. But it also tells you what he thinks of you and who he think you, who he think you is, who he think you are. He said, conform to the image of my son. What? said, imitate me as my beloved children. Children imitate their father. They don't imitate society. They don't imitate religion. His children imitate him. He said it. Glory. Mm. All right. Um, hmm. title scripture is coming from 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 12 and it reads it says if we suffer we shall also reign with him if we deny him he will also deny us the decision is in our hands if we suffer we will also reign with him but if we deny him he will also deny us. How do we deny him? When we refuse to suffer. When we refuse to suffer. When we refuse to allow him to raise us, chastise us. A lot of things that go on in our life, it has nothing to do with the person who did. It has more to do with him trying to develop us. But we tend to point the finger and want him to remove the very thing that he's using to raise us. If we deny him, he can't give you your destiny if you won't suffer because you won't be able to handle your destiny. I told you, he took the children of Israel in a different direction because the scripture said that they weren't ready to fight the Philistines. They weren't ready for that challenge. And so they could not have the promised land because they weren't ready to fight. They weren't ready to stand. It wasn't enough of him and them. To reign means to reign together. 
It means to possess supreme honor, liberty, and blessedness in the kingdom of God. To suffer means to remain, to abide, not to recede or flee. It means to persevere under misfortunes and trials to hold fast to one's faith in Christ. No matter what I go through, I'm positioned. I'm seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Nothing can remove me from that situation. Jesus said that nobody can pull us out the Father's hands. Nobody can pluck us out of his hands. But then he said at the right time, everything that was not planted by his Father will be uprooted. It means to endure. Say endure. It means to bear bravely and calmly ill treatment. Who had to suffer this week? Ah, good, good. Because what's supposed to happen is that I minister the word to you, and when you get in a situation, it comes back up. Okay? Every message that comes from over this pulpit, it is coming to you from the heart of a father. Okay, if you look at the teachings, they align themselves perfectly with the epistles. What Paul went and did to the Gentiles is what we're doing here now. He didn't come to them saying, I need y'all to do miracles. He didn't come to them saying, I need y'all to heal. He didn't come to them saying, I need y'all to deliver. He, he didn't come to them saying, I need y'all to do anything else but grow in grace and in the knowledge of God. Amen. This is what we're doing. Okay, so when, when a father speaks and we hear Abba's voice correctly, in every situation that we go through, it'll come back up. If it doesn't come back up, then that means you're not hearing well. Now, we've been using different characters of the Bible. We use Jesus. We use Paul. We use Jonah. <laughs> Today, we're going to use Joseph. Okay? Today, we're going to use Joseph. And the title of our teaching on today is called The Path to the Dream. All right, we all say, Father, we all can say that he gave us a dream. He gave us a vision. He told us we were going to be this. But what he didn't tell you was what's going to happen on the way to the dream. <laughs> he told you you're going to be great, and he was not lying. But he didn't tell you how greatness was going to come about. He didn't tell you it was going to come through suffering. How many of y'all like cheesecake? Life ain't cheesecake. All right? You're not going to always have cheesecake. How many of y'all like Terry cake? <laughs> Life ain't Terry cake. All right? I just hate to tell you. It's good. <laughs> Amen. All right. We about to get in the flesh. No, it's fine. So we're going to uh, talk from the title of The Path to the Dream. And I have five acts, five scenarios in this teaching. The first act is going to deal with Joseph dealing with his family. The second act is going to deal with Joseph dealing with the fact that he has been sold into slavery. And his family did it. The next one is going to, the next act, the third act is going to show about Joseph in jail. In jail because someone lied on him. The fourth act is going to show him standing before Pharaoh, God using him, and then the dream starts to unfold. And then the fifth act is going to deal with Joseph coming before his, his, uh, 
his family and the, it ultimately being revealed. Amen? Y'all ready? All right, let's go. Now, the story of Joseph takes place in, or she has it up there, Genesis 37 through 50. Read it, okay? Uh, it says, Genesis 37, chapter 37, verse 3 says, Now Israel loved Joseph more than his other sons because Joseph was a son born to him in his old age, and he made a robe of many colors for him. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they did what? They did what? And could not bring themselves to speak peaceably to him. Verse 5. Then Joseph had a dream. When he told it to his brothers, they even more. Sometimes leave your dreams to yourself. All right. Verse 6. He said to them, listen to this dream I had. There we were binding sheaves of grain in the field. Suddenly my sheaf stood up and your sheaves gathered around it and bowed down to my sheaf. <laughs> Verse 8, it says, are you really going to reign over us now? What's crazy is that they immediately got the interpretation. <laughs> they immediately got, they didn't even need a book. They didn't have to pray in the Holy Spirit. They immediately knew what the dream meant. Wake up. <laughs> then verse 9. It says, then he had another dream and told it to his brothers. Look, he said, I have another dream. I had another dream. And this time, the sun, the moon, and the 11 stars were bowing down to me. He told his father and brothers, and his father rebuked him. So he's hated. He's loved by his father, but he's misunderstood by his father. Because his father loves him and he's a dreamer, his brothers hated him. They hated him because the father, his father loved him, but they hated him even more that he had a dream in which he was in control. Don't hate on somebody else's destiny. <laughs> Let's skip to verse, verse 11. It says, his brothers were jealous of him. Hmm. But his father kept the matter in mind. Let's skip to verse 18. Now, here Jacob sends uh, Joseph to look for his brothers. In, uh, the Bible says they saw him, verse 18 says, they saw him in the distance, and before he reached them, they plotted to kill him. They said to one another, oh, look, here comes the dream expert. He ain't Joseph no more. He's the dream expert. So now, come on, let's kill him and throw him into one of the pits so we can say that a vicious animal ate him, then, help me. Hmm. Let's skip to verse 26. Judah said to his brothers, what do we gain if we kill our brother and cover up his blood? 
Come on, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay a hand on him, for he is our brother, our own flesh. And his brothers agreed. Verse 28, when Midianite traders passed by, his brothers pulled Joseph out of the pit and sold him for For 20 pieces of silver to the Ishmaelites who took Joseph to Egypt. Now, Jesus was betrayed for 30 pieces. <laughs> That's why they say that the love of money, the love of money is the root of all evil. Not money. Bless us, Lord. No, okay. But we love you more than we love money. So, Joseph was loved by his father, but he was hated by his brothers. He was betrayed by his brothers. And it was because his brothers that he ended up in the ditch. Now, I'm going to circle back on this, but imagine that you had a dream, and the father gave you a dream. He told you you're going to be so great, but then it started by betrayal, the betrayal of your family. It started by being misunderstood by your family. Now Joseph's in Egypt, and how did he get to Egypt? His brother sold him. What does this do to a person's heart? How do you move on from that knowing your bloodline is against you, and now you're amongst strangers? The path to the dream. We didn't know, Joseph didn't know it would start by being hated. He didn't know that it would start by jealousy. He shared the dream as if they would be happy for him. Look, I had a dream. <laughs> and you would think when you have a dream, people would be excited for you. You're going to learn how to suffer. Verse 39, Act 2, Joseph in Potiphar's house. Now Joseph had been taken to Egypt, an Egyptian named Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, and the captain of the guards brought him from the Ishmaelites who had brought him. The Lord was with Joseph, and he became a successful man serving in the house of his Egyptian master. Now, it was crazy how the Lord was with him, but he was still a slave. Well, why was he still a slave? Because this is the path to the dream. Sometimes we're praying to come from under something that he's using to get us there. Because to us, it looks like a rescue mission looks like salvation. It looks like that's in the plan. Like I'm in a situation I don't want to be in. I don't need to be in. Come help me, Lord. The Bible said that while he was with his Egyptian master, the Lord was with him. He didn't leave him. Verse 3 says, when his master saw that the Lord was with him, hmm, and that the Lord had made everything he did successful, Joseph found favor in his master, with, with his master and became his personal attendant. Potiphar also put him in charge of his household and placed all that he owned under his authority. 
From the time that he put him in charge of his household and of all that he owned, the Lord blessed the Egyptian house because of Jacob. The Lord's blessings was on all that he owned in his house and in his fields. Verse 6, he left all that he owned under Joseph's authority. He did not concern himself with anything except the food that he ate. Now, Joseph was a well-built and handsome, was well-built and handsome. Verse, <laughs> why do we need to know this? Because the story about to change, okay? Because, because look, I want you to see the ebbs and flows of this lifestyle. And if you don't keep your mind in one place of Suffering is a part of this walk. And if you don't keep your eyes on the Father, the Bible says that him who keeps his eyes on him, on the Lord, will be in perfect peace. When you lose your peace, it's because you took your eyes off the king and the kingdom. You started to put your eyes on things that were less powerful. Because if we look at the situation here, the Bible says that Joseph, that the Lord is with Joseph, but Joseph is in Egypt in bondage. But he's with him to the point where everything that Joseph's hand touches succeeds. The master sees that. And he blesses him even more. But then. But then. Pharaoh's wife. Notice that Joseph is, the scripture said he was well built. <laughs> Come on now. Say he was well built and handsome. He wasn't well built and ugly. Stop. He was not so built and handsome. Whole package. Come on now. <laughs> Verse 7 says, y'all boy, let me shut up. <laughs> Verse 7 says, after some time, his master's wife looked longly at Joseph. I don't know what that means. <laughs> she looked longly, meaning every time he passed, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> she looked at him so long that she said, sleep with me. She didn't want no drink. She didn't want to go to no club. She didn't want to talk, no picnic. Sleep with me. Verse 8, but he, but he, but he refused. Look, he said to his master's wife, with me here, my master does not concern himself with anything in his house. And he has put all that he owns under my authority. Verse 19. When his master heard the story, no, my, my bad, I skipped real quick. After this, after verse 8, Joseph takes off and runs. When he takes off to run, she grabs his garment and he leaves it. So now we're going to skip to verse 19 where she actually lies on him after he refuses. I'm telling y'all, the things that are going to happen on, to the, on the way to the dream People are going to lie on you. People are going to try to tempt you. 
Men, women are going to try to pull you out your marriage. Women, men are going to try to pull you out your marriage. We see it right here. So it's not nothing strange. Verse 19 said, when his master heard the story, his wife told him, these are the things your slave did to me. He was furious. Verse 20, and he had him thrown into prison. He had him thrown into prison. Now, he went from the top of the mountain. <laughs> now, look at, you got to look at Joseph's story. Joseph, this story happened to Joseph when he was 17 years old. It started when he's 17 years old. He has a dream. His brothers are jealous of him. They hate him. He has a dream. His father rebukes him. He's misunderstood. His brothers hate him so much that they sell him into slavery. Now, the thing about it is the Bible says rejoice. The Bible says rejoice, Q. And I say rejoice always. A lot of times we complain because we don't see what it could have been. They could have killed Joseph. Even right here, it says, and, and had him thrown into prison where the king's prisoners were confined. So Joseph was there in prison. That is punishable by death. <laughs> right, my wife, I'm going to kill you. He could have killed him, but he didn't kill him. He put him in prison, but he didn't put him in any prison. He put him in the king's prison. See, you don't understand when the father is with you because in the king's prison is how Joseph get access to Pharaoh. What prison are you in right now? And in that prison, what is he trying to get you access to? He could have been in Pharaoh's house complaining about his brothers. Heart torn apart. He should have been depressed. <laughs> he should have been angry. He should have been bitter. He should have had unforgiveness lingering in his heart. But how do we know he didn't? The Lord was with him. <laughs> you can't lie and say that you hear from God. Your actions show. If he's leading you, your heart shows it. Because your heart is connected to your ears. <laughs> However you feel is what you do. However you think is what you do. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. He becomes it. So now... The scripture says Joseph was there in prison. Now, we're in Act 3. Joseph is in prison. Read that. Verse 21. Verse 21. Stop. Rejoice. I say always rejoice. If Joseph comes in there and, and all he's saying is that bleep, 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 lied on me. 
you would think he got the, the authority to call her every name in the book. After all, she lied on him. He didn't do it. So I have to tell y'all, you never have the right to be ungodly. You never have the right to be ungodly. And when you act accordingly, the Father will be with you. And when you act accordingly, the Father will give you favor. The scripture said that, but, but the Lord, but the Lord, remember with Jonah? <laughs> Come, this is a different story. Okay? He told Jonah, go to Tarshish. This Bible said, but Jonah. He told him to go to Nineveh. The Bible says, but Jonah jumped on the boat and went to Tarshish. The next thing we know, it says, but the Lord. Now he had to put a situation in there, what, to put him back in line. Not so with Joseph. He's in prison, and the next thing we see is, but the Lord was with Joseph and extended kindness to him. He granted him favor with the prison warden. The warden put all the prisoners who were in the prison under Joseph's authority. And he was responsible for everything that was done there. You don't think there's some prisoners in there that hate him? I've been in here for... And he come in here and get a favor ain't, it ain't fair. It's not supposed to be fair. Favor comes when you do the right thing. Favor comes when your heart is right. Doors are not opening because your heart is not right. When your heart is right, doors open. When your heart is right, doors open. When your heart is right, doors open. Open up the gates. So the king of glory can come in. When your heart is right, doors open. But as long as your heart is wretched, we got to keep that closed. Why? Because if I let you through that door, you won't represent me. You're going to show them quite the opposite. You're going to be in there complaining and murmuring. And the Bible says, prove yourself to be children of God. Prove yourself to be children of God. By what? Not murmuring and complaining. Verse 40. Now, when Joseph was in, Joseph is in a prison. When he's in the prison, he runs into the cupbearer and the baker. Now, both of them have a dream. And this is where the gifts of the Spirit come in. This is where the Father using you comes in. Joseph is in prison, but the Father can still, the Lord can still use him. So the cupper, the cupbearer, and the baker comes to him and says, we're in here for this particular reason. That they come to him and give him a dream. He interprets both dreams. He lets the cupbearer know you will be restored to position. And he let the baker know you will be impaled and hung on the pole. You're going to die, brother. Verse 40 says, after this, the kings, the king of Egypt, cupbearer and baker, offended their master, the king of Egypt. Pharaoh was angry with his two officers, the chief cupbearer and the chief baker, and put them in custody in the house of the captain of the guards in the prison where Joseph was confined. Setting them up. Joseph could have been, I ain't doing nothing. I don't want to be in charge of no prison. 
I'm only here because my stupid brothers. I'm only here because this woman lied on me. And, you, and he missed everything. We don't want to suffer. Everything you go through, you need to look up. Everything you go through, you need to look up. Why am I going through this? What is going on? What are you trying to show me? I tell you, I tell you my story, my personal story, is because it's not a sad story. It's a story of overcoming. Okay? It's a story to show I am a conqueror. Where I could have quit, I kept going. That's what your story should be laced with from this day forth. We suffer the right way. The Bible said don't suffer as an evildoer. Don't suffer as a murderer. Don't suffer as a thief. Suffer the right way. Let's get down to verse 22. It says, but Pharaoh hanged the chief baker just as Joseph had explained to them. Yet the chief cupbearer, and he restores, well, I guess I missed that part. He restored the chief cupbearer and he hung the baker. Verse 23 says, and yet the cupbearer did not remember Joseph. He forgot him. On the way out to prison, he told him, Chris, he said, don't forget about me. He said, because I'm in here for something I didn't do. So when you get to Pharaoh, mention my name. <laughs> Could you mention my name? Because had I not interpreted this dream, he probably would commit suicide. He probably would have lost hope. And the Bible says, Yet the chief cupbearer did not remember Joseph. He forgot him. So let's add that. Okay. <laughs> let's add that to the fact that his brothers were jealous of him. They hated him. His father didn't understand him. That he was thrown into a ditch. That he was sold for 20 pieces of silver. That while he was in Potiphar's house, his wife lied on him, said he tried to rape her, and he didn't rape her. And then he ends up going to jail. Now he's in jail. He didn't help these brothers with their dream. And in helping with their dream, he said, just don't forget about me. And they still forgot about him. I don't know the path to the dream. I don't know where he's telling you you're going, but I just don't want you to think that the path is going to be smooth. I don't want you to think that there ain't going to be some insults. Some people ain't going to lie on you. Some people are not going to support you. Some people are going to be jealous of you. Some people are going to rebuke you because they don't understand you. <laughs> it's going to happen. But what's the focus? The dream. What's the focus? The dream. What's the focus? The dream. What he showed me. What he showed me has to be important, more important than what's going on. Let God be true and every man a liar. What he shows me has to be more important than what's going on around me. What he's showing me has to be more important, Sean, than what people are saying. Walk by faith, not by sight. Hmm, but I'm in a ditch. Walk by faith. Not by sight, but my brother's jealous of me. Walk by faith, not by sight. But I just got sold into slavery. 
I'm in Egypt, away from my family. Walk by faith and not by sight. But she lied on me. Walk by faith and not by sight. But I interpret the dreams. I did just what you told me to do. And they still forgot about me. Walk by faith and not by sight. It's not what it looks like. If he told you that there was going to be a dream, he, he, Joseph has, a, has some time in his life, where he, in his point where he remembers everything bowing to him. You got to keep that in mind. He showed you you're going to be on stage. Hmm. 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 What's going to happen before you get there? <laughs> he showed you, didn't he? He showed you, Terry. But what's going to happen? He showed you, right? You see it, right? You see what he said you're going to be, but what's going to happen on the way there? And will you quit? Will you complain? Will you point the finger? Will you become argumentative? He showed you you're going to be a millionaire. He showed you the dream. Standing right here right now, you know how many pastors I've been through? You know how many people told me I, I couldn't teach? You know how many people told me that I would never succeed in ministry? You know how many people told me that my revelation was off? <laughs> it was all his plan to see you if I would sustain, if I would stay, if I would stay along the mission. It happened so, him, so he can see if I would quit. Left a ministry man told me my destiny destroyed. Huh. <laughs> hmm. Act 5, chapter 41. Y'all can read it. I don't want to give y'all too many scriptures. We'd be here all day. In Act, in, in Act 5, Pharaoh has a dream. And nobody, see, you got to see how the Father set you up. Your gifts, your talents, your abilities. Look, nobody can do what you do. They can imitate you. But nobody can do what you do, Kirby. They can't do what you do. They can imitate it. They can't do what you do, Q. They can't be you. I'm the greatest me. Everybody else? <laughs> you can try. I'm the greatest me. My father told me, he said, be the first you. Never be the next anybody. Why is this important? Because Pharaoh has a dream. And nobody in the land can interpret it but Joseph. He told the cupbearer, Serena, mention me. He didn't forget about him. It wasn't time to mention him. <laughs> he didn't forget about him. It wasn't time. It ain't time yet. It ain't time, y'all. The church going to grow. It ain't time. Some people going to come in, and they're going to leave. Some people going to come in, they're going to talk about you, going to talk about us. Don't take offense to that. 
Let them leave. It don't stop the dream. My pastor used to tell me, uh, Bishop Bell used to tell me, one monkey don't stop the show. <laughs> My destiny will move on without everybody in here. Without all y'all, my destiny continues. Y'all can all walk out right now, and the Father will put a whole new group of people willing and able. It's my destiny. You got to walk by faith, not by sight. So he calls, so, so Pharaoh needs a dream interpreted. Nobody can interpret it, and he put a hit out of it. Okay, look, if y'all can't interpret this dream, I'm about to kill all y'all. Okay? And so the cupbearer, you know how people be phony and fake, Bruce. Oh, I got my boy Joseph in prison, you know. <laughs> my boy Joseph, you know, he'd interpret dreams. You want me to holler at him? <laughs> now he got a plug. Now Joseph the plug, right? <laughs> so now the dream is unfolding. It's unfolding. Joseph comes in. Not only did he interpret the dream spot on, but he gave him the, the resolution for it. So watch this. Not only did the father, the father gave him a dream that he would rule, he would reign. <laughs> and use his gifting to get him there. He didn't just give him the gift of interpreting dreams. He gave him a wisdom to help them establish an economy. The father put Joseph in a position where they had to use him. There was no other choice. Okay, now that the dream has been interpreted, the Pharaoh said, how are we going to get this accomplished? Well, you know what? If God is using him, let's let God continue to use him. So he's going to use you, but he's going to use you at the right time. In front of the right person to get his will accomplished. And when he does it, you stay there. The scripture said that he put his signet ring on him. Y'all remember that teaching? The signet ring. It's what you get when you are placed in a position of honor. He was now placed second in command of Egypt. But he, he came there as a slave. He came there as a slave. He came there having brothers who were jealous of him. He became second in command, watch this, from prison. That's a comeback. That's a comeback. So the first part of the dream has unfolded. The scripture even said that he paraded him around in chariots, telling people, get out the way, Joseph coming through. The, he wanted him to, he wanted, Pharaoh wanted everybody to know, this brother in charge. He said, you rule over everything except me. That's a promotion. I said, that's a promotion. Thank y'all five people for clapping, okay? 
I'm going to say it again. That's a promotion. Okay? I can't go on. That's a promotion. Okay? Okay? I don't see everybody. I don't see everybody. I need everybody to clap their hands. That's a promotion. Okay? Okay? Because, watch this. So you understand now that all you've been through when the father said you're seated, when you're, all you've been through, he said you're seated in heavenly places far above all power, all rule, all dominion, all authority. <laughs> when you became a child, you got promoted. You just got to get through the orphan issues. You just got to get through what happened to you in the past. <laughs> you just got to get through who lied on you. <laughs> you just got to get through it. He already said you're seated. You can't take the seat until. You can't take the seat until. You got to suffer the rain. He went through that to sit there and your problem, nope, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, nope. Our problem, our problem is we want to sit in high places but go through nothing. Jesus had to go through the wilderness. He had to get tempted by the devil. He went through it with the Pharisees, with the Sadducees, with the scribes. Herod tried to kill him when he was born. I don't want your excuses. I don't want to hear your excuses. I don't care about your excuses. <laughs> ain't, there ain't nothing new. Ain't nothing new under the sun. Everything you're going through right now, somebody been through it and conquered it. You just whining. You just crying. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Yes, I did. Everything you're going through right now, somebody been through it and, and conquered it. You just walking by sight. The fifth act, Joseph reveals his identity. When you reveal your identity, you're going to reveal your mindset. Your identity is, is shown through your mindset. I can tell where you are when you open your mouth. Your actions tell where you are. Am I right? And I'm, look, we all growing in Christ. The Bible says grow in grace and in the knowledge of God. We're all growing in Christ. The Bible says that we grow from glory to glory. Genesis 45 and 13. I got 10 minutes. Joseph said, okay. So, now Joseph is about to reveal his identity. And so he goes through this long story, read the story, okay, where his brothers come to Egypt because it's a famine. <laughs> and 
And this is how, see, look, when a father show you a dream, you don't know the situation and how it's going to come about. He showed us that we're going to have this. Okay? <laughs> we don't know how. We don't know how it's going to happen. We don't know. What's, we don't know it's going to be a church split. We don't know somebody going to pass. We don't somebody going to get tired. Somebody going to get called to another. We don't know how it's going to happen. When he told Joseph, you're going to be great and all these, all your brothers and sisters, your mother going to bow to you, he did not tell him it was going to be because of a famine. He didn't tell him it was going to be a famine in the land. And this is what was going to make them come to you. He, the dream said that they were going to bow. But the problem is, is they all the way in Chicago. <laughs> they all the way in New York. They all the way in California. They got to get to, they got to get to me to bow. So he put them through a situation, why? To make the dream unfold. So they go through this famine and they, now they need food. Where they got to go to? Egypt. And who in charge in Egypt? Joseph. So they come to Egypt to buy grain. After they buy the grain, he sent them back. He does all these different things. Read the story. Okay, let's get to it. Verse 40, uh, uh, Genesis 45, chapter 45, verse 3 says, Joseph said to his brothers, this is him revealing himself, revealing himself, I am Joseph, he said. Is my father still living? But they could not answer him because they were terrified in his presence. When you know that you ain't done somebody right, and their life is in your hands? It's a terrifying feeling. To know the person that he put in your life to bless you, you betraying them. It's a terrifying place. Verse 4 says, Then Joseph said to his brothers, Please, come near me. And they came near. He says, I am Joseph, your brother, he said, the one you sold into Egypt. The Holy Spirit will remind you of all things. Let me stop playing, okay? Verse 5. Now, you got to see, this, look, this is about Joseph's heart. And I, and I have to make you aware of this. The dream going to happen, but first your heart going to be settled. Your heart going to be found in the Father. Because if it's not, this goes a whole other way. They come before Joseph and he kill him. And it kills the dream. Because the fulfillment of the dream was the father was supposed to bow to. <laughs> the father is not in Egypt yet. He says, now, but look at Joseph's heart. He says, and now, don't be grieved or angry with yourselves for selling me here. Because, what? What is I didn't read that. This is interjected in here. Q, this was nowhere in the story. From 37 to 45, this is nowhere in the story that God sent him to Egypt. Why did he send him? To preserve life. 
Everything the Father does through you is for people. His number one commodity is people. He died on the cross for people. He sent his son for people. Your dream will always include people. The reason why, why was Jonah in the well? Because of Nineveh. Because of Nineveh. 120,000 people needed to repent. What's your assignment? It's people. What is he telling you to do right now and you're not doing it because of how you feel? Because of what's going on around you. What's your excuse? Verse 6. Let me read four, 5 again. It says, and now don't be grieved and, or angry with yourselves for selling me here. Because God sent me ahead of you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land these two years. And there will be five more years without plowing or harvest. Y'all need me. As jealous as y'all were, y'all need me. What happened to all that hatred? Where the jealousy at now? It's gone. Turn to shame. Why? Because they now need him. Verse 8 said, therefore, it was not, y'all read that. Verse 8. Can you see? Can you see? He's trying to send you so you can rule over Satan. He said he made me father to Pharaoh, Lord over his entire household, and ruler over all of Egypt. If, if Joseph was Chris, I can't use me. I like to mess with Chris because Chris, Chris will get you. Chris would have said, I told you y'all was going to bow. <laughs> that is Chris. When I was studying this, I was thinking about Chris. And he just said it. This, just how he said it. I told you y'all was going to bow, but I'm still going to help y'all. <laughs> we growing. I, was, I told you y'all was going to bow. He, the Lord said, what, 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 what would you say about the dream expert? Keep your heart right. No, seriously, keep your heart right. The Father's going to position you. He's going to position you. And when you get the position, keep your heart right. The authority, the power, the gifts, the money, all that's going to be there. But when you get there, you better make sure you keep your heart right. Verse 9. He said, return quickly to my father and say to him, this is, this is what your son Joseph says. God has made me Lord over all Egypt. Come down to me without delay. You can settle in the land. Watch the blessing. You can settle in the land of Goshen and be near me. You, 
your children, your grandchildren, your flock, your herd, and all of you. Verse 11, there I will sustain you. The blessing is coming, but when it comes, will you sustain those who were against you? The blessing is coming. The millions, they, they can come, but when you get the millions, will you help those that he tell you to help? The opportunity is coming. The door is going to open for you. But when you get there, what are you going to do about that? It says, there I will sustain you, for there will be five more years of famine. Otherwise, you and your household and everything you have will become destitute. In other words, y'all would die. Fast forward. Jacob is dead. Now, the problem here is that after Jacob dies, Joseph's father the brothers come together and they like, okay, we think the only reason why Joseph was blessing us is because dad. Now that he's gone, he going to turn us to his slaves. He going to do everything he wanted to do that he didn't get a chance to do. Genesis chapter 50, verse 14, and I'm about to close. It says, after Joseph buried his father, he returned to Egypt with his brothers and all who had gone with him to bury his father. When Joseph's brothers saw that the father was dead, they said to one another, if Joseph is holding a grudge against us, he would certainly repay us for all the suffering we caused him. Verse 16. So they sent a message to Joseph, a text message. All right. They said, before he died, your father gave a command. Say this to Joseph. Please forgive your brother's transgressions and their sins. The suffering they caused you, therefore, please forgive the transgression of the servants of, of the God of your father. Joseph wept when their message came to him. Verse 18. His brothers also came to him bowed down before him and said, we are your slaves. Dream complete. It's done. Dream concludes. Verse 19. Let's look at Joseph's heart. But Joseph said to them, do not be afraid. I, am I in the place of God? Absolutely not, he said. Only thing I can do is love you. I can't make a decision to, to take your life. Only decision I can do is bless you. I'm not in the place of God. My job as a child of God is to reveal his heart, not to reveal his wrath. Vengeance is the Lord. He will repay. It sounds good now. Amen. Sound good now, but when you're in that situation... Okay, and if you like Joseph and you rewind that clock and you start thinking about everything that they did to you, verse 20. Read this. Let's read. <laughs> so you planned it, but you in your planning, you didn't even know he was using you. So you mean to tell me he's using the people that's talking about you? 
He's using the people that's lying on you, the people who's testing your patience. Are being, are him are being used by the So you mean to tell me your boss in the spirit? You mean to tell me your husband is actually being led by God? You mean to tell me your kids? So you mean your kids are being used by the father to see where you are? Your spouse is being used by the father to see where you are. Your biz, your coworker, your employees, your employers, your customers. He going to use everything he can to see where you are. I'm a father. I'm raising kids. I don't care about what the other kids do. I care how they respond to what other kids do to them. He said, you planned evil against me. God planned it for good to bring about the present result, the survival of many people. The survival of many people. It happened with Jonah. It happened with Jesus. It happened with Paul. It happened with Peter. It happened with Moses. It was for the people. They bowed to him, but everything that he went through was for the people. Verse 21, he says, therefore, don't be afraid. I will take care of you and your children. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Release the fruit. Now, you see here several times, he said, you playing evil against me. We're closing. But God planned it for good. My question to y'all and my closing is, when did this type of thinking arrest his mind? Was it when his brothers were jealous of him? Was it when he was put in a ditch? When did, he, when did he come to a mindset that this is God's plan? When did he come to a plan where he said, this is actually a part of my destiny? When did Joseph see that this was part of his destiny? When did Joseph see that this was part of his destiny? When did Joseph see that this was part of his destiny? When are you going to see that this is part of your destiny? Everything you're going through, this is part of your destiny. When did his eyes open and he said, you know what? This is his plan. I'm just going to stick with it. I'm not going to stop praying. I'm not going to stop fasting. I'm not going to start complaining. But I'm going to stick with it because this is part of my destiny. So, what did y'all say? What did y'all say about he gave you a dream? Who still got a dream? <laughs> Are you comfortable with it starting in the, in the ditch? Are you comfortable with it starting with you being betrayed? With people being jealous of you? I'm with you on that one. <laughs> This process went on over 13 years. 13 years. Now, 
How was the last 13 years of your life? What happened? Can you see it now? Hmm? What transpired the last 13 years of your life? Where was he speaking to you at? What was he putting you through that you was running from? See, the thing about it is, time moves on regardless if you follow the spirit. The next 13 years gonna happen regardless. What you gonna do about it? The next 13 years gonna happen. What are you gonna do about it? Because we say he gave us a dream, he gave us a vision, he told us we was gonna be powerful. He told us we were going to have a huge ministry and we were going to touch stages. We were going to be authors. But what if nobody wants your book? What about, what about they don't like your music? Do you quit? What if nobody want to hear you preach? They told my wife that she couldn't teach the Savior. They told my wife that she could not teach. God didn't even call her. What do we do with that? I will always win. You know why? Because I stay in my movie. Okay? You win by looking at your movie and seeing what God is doing in it. Look and see what the Father is doing. It don't matter what you go through. He already told you, I will never forsake you. So the situation you're going through, it ain't. It's not him forsaking you is him showing you that your mind is not at the place where you understand I won't forsake you. So we got to go through this again. Until you get it in your mind that what? He won't forsake me. So what does he do? He puts you through one situation and you fail the test. So he puts you through another situation and you fail the test. He puts you through a third situation and you fail the test. He has to keep putting you through these situations because the whole purpose for the test is to give you. The Bible said that when Jesus came out of the wilderness, he was full of power. And he went right into his ministry. See, we talk about the miracles and the gifts and the things that Jesus did, but we don't talk about the suffering. Before the cross. The path to dreams, the path to the dream is laced with suffering. It's laced with suffering. You're going to have to forgive. Peter came to Jesus. How many times should I forgive my brother in a day? Seven times 77. That's 539 times in a day. Now, we just said, that's one day. That's one day, Charles. <laughs> that's one day. 13 years. One day. Let us stand and pray. The path to the dream. We're going to get ours. Amen? Amen. We're going to get ours.
praying tongues.